Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today comes from both the second reading from Revelation, as well as the gospel lesson just read, especially these words. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Thus far, our text. Dear friends in Christ, have you heard? There's a war going on. And I don't mean a silly one between presidential candidates or political parties. I'm not talking about a war in Afghanistan or Iraq that's been going on for more than half of my life. I'm not even talking about a war between Black Lives Matter and Proud Boys in the streets of Portland. No, there's a real war, a serious war, a war in heaven between Michael and his angels who are fighting against Satan and the other fallen angels. War in heaven between that ancient serpent, the accuser, and God, the creator and sustainer. It may seem, when we read about it in our Bible, that this is a faraway war, an unimportant war, a war that we hear about occasionally, but never see with our own eyes. But it's not. It's a close and personal war. It's a war that we are involved in. Not with weapons or guns, but instead it's a war fought with God's word and promise against the accusation and lies of Satan. We are involved. We've been involved since almost the very beginning. My confirmation class learned about the beginning of this war this very evening when Satan came down to the garden to Adam and Eve and spoke a word that put doubt in the word of God. Who spoke a word that was a out and out lie. Who said, did God really say that? You'll surely not die, it'll be fine. Trust in yourself. Don't trust in some hokey guy up in the clouds with a white beard and a white robe. Be your own God. Sleep in on Sundays. Get home early on Wednesdays. Watch TV. That's more important than that church business. And so it is that Satan, that old serpent, led Adam and Eve to abandon the word of God for a lie to enter the war on the side of Satan. 
Humanity, us included, fell into sin. And when we fell into sin, what was the result? We heard about it last Sunday, death from Adam to Moses, and even up until this day, death has ruled in this world. That's the consequence of going against God's word. We hear that again and again in scripture, death, death, death. Adam lived to be 930 years, and then he died. His son Seth, 912 years, and he died. All the way down to Noah, who died, and Abraham, who died, and Isaac and Jacob, who both died. Death is the consequence of the war of words that we are involved in. Father has murdered son, brother has murdered brother, even up to this very day. And your death will come about in this war. For you too are a sinner. You Listen to Satan's lies. So do I. All the time. I know that we're embarrassed to admit it, but it's true. We are casualties of the war. We ignore God's word and what it teaches. Instead, oftentimes, we listen to the lies of demons. You ask yourself the doubt-creating question Satan asked Adam and Eve. Did God really say? Did God really say that adultery and divorce are sin? Did God really say that it's wrong to love your money and to hoard it up even just a little bit? Did God really say that he's more important than your retirement account? Did God really say wives should submit to their husbands? Did God really say that husbands ought to sacrifice everything they have to take care of their wife? Did God really say it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes and presidents. Did God really say that we should honor our father and mother even when they get old? Or can we just ship them off to a nursing home to forget about them and let them die? Did God really say Love your neighbor as yourself. And if he did, how are we supposed to gossip, complain, and hate them? You see, we listen to those questions and we try to rationalize answers for ourselves all the time. 
And Satan doesn't just stop there. He also lies right to your face. You'll surely not die. And since you won't die, you'll need your money to take care of yourself, to pay for health insurance and hospital care. You'll surely not die. You need to take care of yourself first and foremost. You'll surely not die. That wouldn't be fair. I mean, think of how great you are. You'll surely not die. And if you do, love wins. Everyone gets into heaven. There's no such thing as hell. Satan lies, these lies and more, right to our face. And we believe them and act as if they're true. Because we like the idea that we can be master of our own destiny, Lord of our own life. We only live once. Better take advantage of it. That's the war of words going on all around you every day. And as you see, the battle line runs straight down the middle of your heart and mine. Our souls hang in the balance. And just like I said in confirmation class, Satan wants you to fall. Satan wants you to die. Satan wants you to go to hell where he's going. Satan wants you to suffer forever because misery loves company. But did you hear God's word in the second reading? Satan, the one who's after you, who lies to you, who's fighting over you, Satan, that Satan, was defeated. And there was no longer any place for him in heaven. The great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. God's word beats the devil. Satan loses. In fact, Satan is the biggest loser ever. And all of his lies are lies told by the biggest loser that ever was. We heard about the beginning of the war when Adam and Eve listened to the lies of Satan. 
And we know also when he lost, when he was kicked out of heaven, when his lies were exposed. It didn't happen in a debate, not in an election, not even in a church council meeting. Satan lost to Jesus. He lost when the uncreated Word of God became human flesh and dwelt among us. The Word, Jesus Christ, lived a perfect life and was hated and tempted by Satan the whole way, but didn't listen to a single lie. Satan sought to put him to death to try and get him out of the way once for all upon the cross. But Satan's plan backfired. Jesus knew where he was going. He set his eyes to Jerusalem. And when he died, he died for sin. All sin. Your sin. Once for all. The blood of the Word of God in human flesh was poured out into this sinful world, washing it clean from all wrongdoing. The Word cried out directly to Satan and his lies, It is finished! And sin was destroyed, killed on that old rugged cross on Golgotha, on Good Friday. And to prove that victory was won for you and for me, the Word made flesh rose from the dead to live and reign for all eternity in God's eternal kingdom, preparing a place for you so that you could live there too. The revelation of St. John says it this way, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. When Jesus died on the cross, Satan lost. When Jesus died on the cross, Satan was cast out of heaven like lightning. He lost the war, even as the battles continue to rage. And now, God's word comes to you to declare the victory of Christ. It comes to you in very humble, simple ways. Even though it is victorious, the Word of God comes to you through pastors who speak 
of Jesus, who point you to his blood, bought forgiveness. It comes to you with the holy absolution. I forgive you all your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it brings mercy, grace, and peace to you. God's word comes to you in the hymns we sing, in the liturgy we follow. God will put his word and his own body and blood into your mouth for forgiveness, life, and salvation. Take and eat, take and drink for the forgiveness of all of your sin. The word of God comes to you in water and the word, marking you with his blood and the sign of a cross so that death now passes over you. God's word is victorious. And because of that, you are victorious in him. Satan's lies and all of its deceitful appearances are shown to be the pathetic actions of a loser. So repent, dear Christian. Repent of your sin. Repent of believing the lies of the biggest loser that ever was. Repent and trust in the true word. Read that word, mark it, inwardly digest God's word, uphold it as true. Sing it boldly with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. Even if you sing a little out of key, confess it boldly and publicly, outwardly lauding and magnifying God's glorious name and evermore praising him. Trust that word, for in that word and only in that word will you receive the truth and the eternal life that goes with it. After all, Satan has been thrown down from heaven like lightning. You're not subject to him any longer, but instead you're subject to the true word, the word we preach, the word of Christ, the word of forgiveness. Now God's promises are for you. Will you believe that? Will you trust it? Yes. Yes, you will. Dear friends in Christ, today we celebrate St. Michael and all the angels, the messengers who proclaim the word of God, who use it to fight Satan and his minions. 
so that we might be saved. And we are. Forgiven by the blood and the word of Jesus. It's him that we trust. It's him that has won the war. And it's him that we will enter into the eternal victory with to live in peace and love and God's glory forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.